If you're looking for life-changing tips on how to finally shift your mindset and understand more about what blocks and barriers are and what limiting beliefs or excuses you might have in your life, then this episode is going to be transformational. We'll also talk about Pearson's Law and how that applies to you. How can you find that exponential growth in your life and create it by doing simple things? And what about tiny gains is so important? What can it teach you? And why does that matter for you? And not only just for you, but what can that do in the lives of those that surround you? In this episode, I'm going to teach you pivotal shifts from thought leaders like Darren Hardy, James Clear, Benjamin Hardy, Grant Cardone, and many more. These things will be transformational for you today. So tune in. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Hello and welcome to episode 12, life-changing tips for massive mindset wins. Blocks and Barriers, Pearson's Law, and Tiny Gains. So we're going to be talking about a variety of things today, but I just wanted to leave you with some big tips and tricks that really helped me and that I've shared with some of my clients and at um, retreats. And I thought this might be a good time to do so, especially after we just talked about things like boundaries and faith. And those can be big with a lot of information and a lot going on for us, maybe internally. So I thought mindset might be a good place to go next for a little while. So do you ever feel like you get stuck in this mindset and these limiting beliefs that you just kind of spin your wheels and you don't really go anywhere and you say you're going to do all these things and make all these changes and then nothing really happens, even if you listen to podcasts like these and you just stay stagnant. Well, if that is the case for you, these tips today will help. I want to start with blocks and barriers. I'm going to share probably three resources from today's episode that I will put on my website if you want to access these and use these for yourself. These are ones, like I said, I've used um, in retreats before. And what I had them do was this, starting with blocks and barriers. So here's what the worksheet says that I give my clients. We often have a few favorite excuses or limiting beliefs that we use that prevent us from becoming our higher self. Challenge that mindset. What advice would your best self give to combat each belief? For example, it could be, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, I don't know where to start, I'm too anxious or overwhelmed, I don't know how, 
I don't have enough support, etc., etc., etc. What reasons do you give for not making improvements in your life? And I have them choose their top four. Just explore that for a second. What are your main excuses that you give to people? Now, usually this is a best friend or your spouse or partner. This might be your kids. Maybe you're overweight and you are not doing anything about it. You keep making excuses like, I'm just too busy with your guys' sports or I, I have too much to do with cleaning up and dinner and different things. But ultimately what we're saying in all of those things, and I think I've shared this before, is that it's not a priority for us. So some of my biggest excuses are that I don't have enough time and sometimes I don't have enough money for the big dreams and the big goals that I have. But every single time I've challenged those, I find that that is not accurate. There's so many books that I love to read that challenge this belief. I was actually reading one the other day called The 10X Rule. And there's a lot that I liked and also a lot that I didn't like in this book. But some of his concepts are really interesting. And he said that the most successful CEOs read 60 books a year and attend six conferences a year. Whereas the average person reads less than one book a year and makes about 319 times less income. And I know in your justifying mind, my, maybe you're saying, well, yeah, they have so many more resources for them. They probably have more time and money and all these things. Well, why do you think they have more time and money potentially? And honestly, they probably do not have more time. They probably have a lot less time. Because they've made self-investment a priority. They push past these blocks and these barriers that I talked about. They don't make excuses. They find ways around problems. And that is the big game changer. That is what I love seeing in clients. When they're able to recognize those limiting beliefs, those excuses that they love to make, those barriers they put in their own path, and they change it. I love the quote by Andrew Murphy that says this. I may have shared this before, but says this very well. He said, you are confined only by the walls you build yourself. So what walls are we building ourselves? How have we confined ourselves so that we cannot thrive, so that we stay small? Explore that. Go on my website, check it out, print this off, do it on your own in your journal, however you want to do that. But explore what those excuses are. Explore what those limiting beliefs are and what you can do to combat them. What you can do to push past any of those things and become truly extraordinary and remarkable. Now, I know a lot of you probably shut down as soon as I say extraordinary and those big things because that's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That feels too big. I'm willing to like put myself out there a little bit and do a little bit of these tiny things. But when you talk about being amazing, I just can't handle that. But Marianne Williamson said this, and I know I've shared it earlier, but it's worth repeating again and again until we get it. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened 
about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. My friends, what legacy do you want to leave? Whether that be your kids or your friends, your partner, whoever that is. Are you the kind of person that helps others be liberated from their fears because of how you live? Or are you the other side of that? Do you build or do you tear down? The next thing I want to talk about is Pearson's Law. Now I came across this uh, from Benjamin Hardy. He's a great speaker, author, I love his stuff. And he talked about Pearson's Law, which is something I had never heard of before. And it simply states this. When performance is measured, performance improves. When performance is measured and reported back, it improves exponentially. Isn't that an awesome principle? So all we really have to do is measure our performance and it will automatically improve. And maybe in our finite understanding of things or our very narrow focus, we don't recognize how much it is changing but that's why we also track it so we can start to see those big changes i think i mentioned before that my husband printed out this uh, big three goal journal that i've been doing and as i've been making this conscious effort to go back and look at my biggest weekly wins the three things that i'm most proud of each week you go back through that journal and you start to see that exponential growth and you're like wow actually I am making major improvements and not only for myself, but for my kids, for my friends, for whoever that might be. And it is really powerful and it's hard to get discouraged when you can see those things. So in this handout that I give my clients, it says, write how you will use Pearson's law to maximize your growth and reach your higher potential. Get specific and make a plan that you'll keep. So, dear listeners, what is that thing that would help you improve exponentially? What is that small change that you could make to measure your performance or to write it down or whatever that might look like? I think I mentioned before that, um, well, maybe I'll just mention it again. What I do in the morning is I get up, I pray, I read scriptures, and I get up generally about 5 a.m., sometimes earlier, not usually later. I do that every day of the week, and I know that might sound painful to a lot of you that want sleep, but I have found that I want things much more than sleep. I want better health. I want better spirituality. I want to learn. So during that time, after I do that, then I do content development or research. Generally, I'm writing or doing those types of things for several hours when my mind is most clear and active. So I do that. Oh, sorry. But before I do that, I actually write in my gratitude journal. And I also text my husband, my big three of the day. And then I write in my goal planner. I plan out my day, my biggest things that I want to hit and the order I want to hit them. And I'm also at this time reviewing where my wellness, like my wellness wheel that I shared, I'm always kind of checking, okay, what needs a little more focus and attention today? 
so I know exactly what I'm going to do and I eat that frog first thing in the morning and I know I've mentioned that before but I do those hard things first especially when my brain is active I feel more resilient I'm less likely to stumble so I do those things and that that measurement comes right away and I measure what I did yesterday as well so there's always that that accountability, that reporting, all of those things. So try it out. What will that look like for you? It doesn't have to be the same thing as me. Maybe you're not at that point where you're ready to get up at four or five, but maybe you're willing to get up 20 minutes earlier. Maybe you're willing to take 15 minutes off of your lunch to do something. Whatever that is, just share it with a loved one and you'll see that growth. Again, that quote that I've shared before, you do not find the happy life, you make it. That's by Camilla Irene Kimball. How are you making that happy life? This last concept I've talked about a lot because I'm very passionate about it. Tiny gains. Please don't roll your eyes. I just wanted to give you a little bit more information that I knew I was going to give you. I just haven't given it to you yet. So again, this is by James Clear who wrote Atomic Habits. And um, BJ Fogg, he also wrote Tiny Habits. And all these are very similar. There's a lot of other books out there as well that teach these same concepts. So in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he taught about the power of these tiny gains. And like I said many times, there's so much power in that 1%, but I didn't tell you specifically what that was. So if you get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better. So how can you focus on those tiny gains this year? Again, without overdoing it and reminding yourself of that slow and steady 37% increase. What is that like for you? You do not have to become a marathon runner. You just have to put your shoes by the door. Or you do not have to look like a movie star with this perfectly toned, strong body. You just have to purchase more produce and put it in your fridge and commit to using it just for dinner. You know, those small steps. I'm trying to think of some examples for me here. My big one lately, I think I might have mentioned this too, is I am still way more sedentary than ever before. And I did kind of nail that goal to have afternoon movement. Now I'm trying to increase it to morning movement, even though I exercise later in the day in the evening. But I wanted to like get up and move around and do more active things to get more of those steps and have those benefits at least three times a day. I am not nailing that yet, but I am getting 1% better. Another goal that I had was that I wanted to read more books and take notes on them. And I didn't know how to fit that into my day because my day is very full with work and everything that I do. And my evenings are full with all of the sports of our five kids living here right now. And it's nuts. I mean, it's easy to make those excuses because they feel very valid. But I knew that there's people that are able to do these things. So I decided to just do it while I'm working out. That's the one time that I'm not busy. I started listening to things and I figured out on Audible how you can bookmark things and how you can add notes. And now I'm going to take those insights from what I listened to when I was moving and actually pretty focused on what I was listening to. And now I'm going to be putting that into documents where I can label that and share the things that I learned from that and bring it into these episodes and other things that I'm doing. 
I have one client that really struggles to stay active or do much. So we broke that down for her. Like, what could that look like for somebody that doesn't like to exercise? And the one thing that she really enjoys doing is hula hooping, like with a weighted one. So after each of our sessions, that's what she does. She just hula hoops for 15 minutes. Again, small changes create big results. It does not have to be big. I'm sure at some point you guys will get really tired of me sharing that, but I really hope it sinks in. Uh, One quote by James Clear says, The secret of getting results that last is to never stop making improvements. It's remarkable what you can build if you just don't stop. Small habits don't add up. They compound. Tiny changes, remarkable results. This reminds me of another quote and another book that I read recently called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. He said, forget about willpower. It's time for why power. Your choices are only meaningful when you connect them to your desires and dreams. The wisest and most motivating choices are the ones aligned with that which you identify as your purpose, your core self, and your highest values. You've got to want something and know why you want it or you'll end up giving up too easily. So if you find yourself giving up a lot, my friends, maybe this is why. Because you have to know why you want something so that you don't give up. What are your highest values, your highest dreams? I know for me, I think I've talked about, I know I've talked about how I really wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to start women's retreats and couples retreats. I wanted to start a private practice. I wanted to start an online business. I wanted to create courses I wanted to work for myself and become an entrepreneur. Well, I did all of those things. Well, I'm about to because I launched in a few days. (laughs) And now I could definitely sit in this place of like accomplishment and just now go about life. Like I've filled my dreams. I'm good. I, my bucket is full, but we know according to that quote that I shared many episodes ago, that true fulfillment comes from progress. If I stop progressing, I'm not going to feel that sense of fulfillment and joy and happiness. So do I stop there? No, I definitely don't stop there. I'm already starting to get intentional and purposeful about what that next step looks like. Whether that's TED Talks or ramping up my business to something else, or maybe that is starting to write books. Like I have a lot of big dreams. It's just what is the, the right next step for me? And I'm so excited to do it and share it because I know there's that extra accountability like in Pearson's Law of um, tracking it, writing it down, sharing it. That's what will create that extra growth, that compound growth. Another quote that I loved by Darren Hardy from The Compound Effect, he said, It's not the big things that add up in the end. It's the hundreds, thousands, or millions of little things that separate the ordinary from the extraordinary. So what are you going to be? Are you going to choose ordinary, complacent, mediocre? Or are you going to choose extraordinary and fulfilled and happy and joyous where you're reaching your full potential, where you are fulfilling the measure of your creation, where you are leaning in and becoming the leader you are meant to be? And whether or not you have a faith background or not, are you acting as if you are the daughter of a king or the son of a king? Do you believe in your divine heritage and are you acting as if that's true? 
Okay, one last one by Darren Hardy. Like I said, I really like this book, but uh, how he talks is uh, pretty funny. He said, Your biggest challenge isn't that you've intentionally been making bad choices. Heck, that would be easy to fix. Your biggest challenge is that you've been sleepwalking through your choices. I completely agree with this. Don't we feel that sometimes, that we've been sleepwalking and just kind of existing? And I love these different retreats or things that I do when you start to see something click in someone's mind where they're like, oh, and they start to take that accountability. For example, I don't know if this is what I did or didn't do. I have no idea. But one of, um, one of the people that came to one of the retreats, I was told by someone that she has been hitting her goals and she's been sharing how ever since the retreat, she's been able to make different choices and take more accountability and make lasting changes and steps in her life and has had major results. And that just like revitalized me, just knowing the ripples that hopefully I was part of creating, I don't really know, but reminded me why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Because if we can help each other wake up and stop sleepwalking through our choices if we can do that for ourselves, we're naturally going to do that for other people. Are we doing that for our children? Are we doing that for our spouse or partner? What does that look like? Well, that is all I have for you today, my friends. I hope that you found these tips helpful and meaningful and that you will actually use them, especially when it comes to blocks and barriers. Like, what are your excuses and how will you address those limiting beliefs and do something about it and take ownership? Or what about Pearson's Law? What is it that you're going to do to track so that you can have exponential growth in your life? And what is that 1% that you can do to grow 37 times more in that one year? And remember, do what thought leaders do. Do what mentors do to find greater success. And don't make excuses about it. Maybe that's reading more books. Maybe that's eating just a little bit healthier. Maybe that's making a plan. Maybe that's having an accountability partner. I pray that you won't sleepwalk through life. That you will wake up and make some intentional choices so that you can have compound growth in your life like Darren Hardy talked about. There is so much joy in that space. And again, as we are liberated from our own fears, from our own limiting beliefs, our presence and the things that we do will automatically liberate others. Be that influence for good. Let your light shine. Be bold. Be strong. Stop making excuses. Go forward in faith, my friends. And just a reminder that if you're ready for accelerated transformation, I'm launching Ignited Life on August 20th. Remember, this is a 12-week mental health and wellness reset for individuals who are ready for change in those clear step-by-step ways with necessary weekly accountability. If you're ready to ignite your life and really start loving your life again, this is the course for you. I guarantee that the investment you make will be worth it. Again, it's like those most successful CEOs out there. If you're going to do more, if you're going to be extraordinary, you need to invest in yourself. Truly, I don't even care if you are investing in me or not. I just care that you are investing in yourself, whether that's a different course, whatever that is. Invest in yourself. 
do the work. Have an amazing day, week, month, year, all of it. And I'll see you back here soon. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.